0: Good afternoon to you all. Thank you for taking time to join us again for another time of fellowship with one another, fellowship with God, and especially a time that we can uh, learn together and uh, allow ourselves to be encouraged, to be motivated, to be thought by the Holy Spirit. Today, I pray that um, as we share this word together, God will touch our hearts and God will reveal himself in a way that he's never before, so that we will be able to draw close to him and uh, walk with him just as he desires. I want to take this time to thank my son, Obed, for um, stepping in for the last two weeks. Uh, God used him mightily to uh, speak to us. And I pray that um, whatever that uh, we have learned from The sermons and the message that God brought to us will encourage us to be persistent in our faith, to be um, steadfast in in our walk with God, to be prayerful um, in every aspect of our life, no matter how difficult the situations may come. Um, Before I took this um, two weeks break, I was teaching on how we can descend how we can hear the voice of God. How do we know when God is speaking to us? Because we live in a world where there are so many voices speaking to us. Self speaks to us. Um, The media speaks to us. Uh, We hear messages coming from different people, probably friends and loved ones speak to us. Society, our neighbors speak to us. Things that we get ourselves involved in every day speak to us in many ways. Some of them are positive and others are not. My concern about this particular topic is all about how we can discern the voice of God because we live in a world where I see believers being misled, being mis- completely uh, guided by uh, what we hear. And um, we especially are being misled by So-called men and women of God who come to us and tell us that God is telling them to tell us this. I believe in prophecy. I believe that God speaks um, just as he spoke in the past, he still speaks today. But I'm also concerned that we have allowed ourselves to be misled, to be misguided by um, the so-called men and women of God without really taking time to hear God specifically speak to us. So today, I want to continue with that same series, but looking at it in another context, I want us to look at how we can know exactly when the devil is speaking to us. The first two sermons really centered around discerning and knowing when God speaks. And I want to look at it in the second session, how we can know when the devil is speaking Believe me or not, the devil is still speaking. He didn't only uh, talk to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. There are so many parts of Scripture that we can see Satan showing himself and speaking either to uh, to us directly or through his demons and evil spirits. So as we hear this word, may you open your heart, open your uh, your spirit to the Lord and, and let him speak into, into you so that you will be able to walk with God and and live to honor him in every aspect of your life. Will you bow down with me and I'll pray and I will invite the scriptures to be read for us for today. Dear Lord, I thank you for another week. I thank you for your hand that was upon uh, Obed and uh, the the word you gave to him to bring to us the past two weeks. Thank you, God, that you are just preparing these young men and young women of God for greater works to God, even in the future. Thank you, God, for them, and I pray that your anointing will continually be poured upon them, even as they seek to live to honor you. Tonight, uh, uh, this afternoon, I want to pray that you uh, you will minister in a very special way even as we continue to learn about the deceitful uh, voice that the devil brings to us. I pray for your, chil- your children of oh God as we hear you. oh God, may your word come to us with power and authority and to transform us, oh God. I want to give you the glory and fake authority against all the principalities and the powers of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's have the word of God right to us at this time. The scripture reading today is from Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the other wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die the serpent said to the woman for God knows that when you eat from it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil Thank you so much for reading this passage uh, to us from Genesis uh, chapter 3 Um I want to uh, just try to help uh, give a brief understanding of this passage so that we will be able to pick it up and I will leave you with certain things that can help you be able to know when the devil is speaking. Um, God, after he had created everything, saw the need to create man. And the Bible tells us that he uh, created um, Adam, and after that, he created uh, Eve. While both of them were in the garden, God had specifically given them instructions as to what he wanted them to. To, uh, to do uh, in terms of taking care of the garden, um, his creation that he had made and committed into um, Adam and Eve's hand. But all God also gave them boundaries that he, they didn't want to, he didn't want them to cross. He didn't want them to go beyond these particular boundaries. He gave them everything in the Garden of Eden, but specifically told them that there was this particular tree that was in the middle of the garden, and he says they shouldn't touch it or eat from its fruit. It wasn't long when um, Satan took the form of a snake and showed up in the garden, and then began to challenge the very things that God had said to Adam and Eve. He began to question that. He began to try to distort what God had told them. And as our scripture uh, tells us, it describes Satan's nature and uh, who he is, uh, uh, his, his character and his personality to us. And how he tries to use this nature to deceive us and mislead us away from the Word of God. Let's, let me read it again um, uh, for you. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He was crafty. Note that he is described as a serpent. The devil shows himself in different ways. And in this particular context, he comes and he shows himself in the form of a snake. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? It was as if he was um, there when God was giving instructions to Adam and Eve. So he comes and questions Eve who happened to be by this tree and really challenged her mind, asking her, is it really true that God said you shouldn't eat from any tree, from anything from the garden? God didn't say that. God said they should have everything, but the devil in his nature speaks to Eve and says something else in order to draw her attention, just as he does today in our lives, in your life. Even right now, as I speak to you, he's trying to confuse you and to say things that God didn't say in order to draw your attention uh, to himself. The woman said to the serpent, We must, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not even touch it, or you will die. And listen to what Satan says. The devil now tells him, you will not certainly die, In other words, that is not true. God is rather a liar. The one that created the garden and placed Adam and Eve in the garden, Satan now comes and he is calling him a liar. He's saying what he said, God said, is actually not true. They will not die. And he goes on to try to really even confuse Eve and Adam. With more words, you will not certainly die. God is lying and you will not die even when you eat this, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. For God knows that when you eat this, you will be like God." trying to appeal to three aspects of man that has been the main sources of our temptation. What does he do? He approaches Eve and, and, and completely distorts whatever God said. God gave Adam and Eve specific instructions and boundaries uh, in the Garden of Eden and told them clearly they could have everything that uh, was in the garden except this particular tree. God also even set boundaries to them and said, do not go beyond this, which means that don't touch even that tree because the day you will do, you will die. You will face certain consequences. Satan comes and says, God was not telling the truth. When Satan came to Adam and Eve, he attacked them in three main areas which we also face um, the attacks of the enemy. He first appealed to the lust of their flesh. The things that the, our flesh desires, most of the things are the thing most of the time are the things that God himself does not want us to have because God knows. The effect of it on us and our relationship with Him, and He attacks their eyes, the lust of the eye, the things that they saw. He pointed Eve and Adam to this tree and looked at how, how beautiful it is. Look how juicy the fruits are, and God really telling you not to eat this. Most times our eyes are easily drawn to things that will lead. Or mislead us and misguide us. Then he appealed to their human pride. The things that he told them is that if God actually knows that when you eat this, you will become like God. You will become a God in our world today. That is what the, 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 the world is appealing to us. Make yourself into somebody or something that others will worship. Church leaders are making themselves people that others should worship. Christian leaders are making themselves people that others should worship. Men and women want to be gods and place ourselves in positions that God has not ordained us to be. And that's exactly what the devil knows he could do. He could appeal to these individuals and draw their flesh to desire the things that God had warned them against. Draw their eyes to see the things that could appeal to them so that they could fall. Appeal to the pride that that had made Satan to fall. He appealed to that same nature in them. Listen to what the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 2. Do not love the world or anything in the world If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God will live forever. Hallelujah. And this was specifically what God warned Adam and Eve about. Do not let yourself to be misguided or misled to be tempted in these three areas. Your life, my life are still being appealed to. My flesh is being appealed to. My eyes and the desires of my eyes, the thing that will keep me focused and take my mind away from God are being challenged by the devil every day. The the, the, the pride that we live in. We want every attention to be drawn to us. That is the desires and the plans of the enemy. But God also wants us against that. In today's sermon, I want you to see a number of things that clearly tells us to be careful about how to discern and know clearly when the devil is speaking. He didn't make himself unknown to Adam and Eve when he approached them in the Garden of Eden. I'm sure he introduced himself uh, to them, and yet they rather chose to believe in the cre- creatures or cre- cre- creation of God more than the one that had actually created the garden and placed them there. God is the one that uh, created the heavens and the earth. He created the world that we live in. And it is very ironic that the devil is trying to appeal to us, to rather believe in his lies more than the one who has placed us in his garden. God's garden is the world that we live in today. How do we take care of what God has committed into our hands? The enemy will speak to you and he's still speaking to you. So do not believe in anybody who tells us that the devil does not exist. He exists and I'll prove it to you that he still speaks today. I want you to understand a couple of things. Number one, not every voice we hear is from God. Not every voice that comes to us and appeals to us and sometimes actually presents some good things to us Is from God. You may be in a situation where you think that this particular life that you live in, the circumstance that you're in, is is glorifying God. But it may be clearly the devil who is speaking to you. John chapter, first John chapter 4, verse 1 to 6 puts it this way: Dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. That is the beginning of it. So if anybody comes to you and is preaching a gospel, a gospel that this disregards uh, regards who Jesus is, the personality of Jesus, the fact that He is both God and both man. If anybody comes and is preaching a gospel that is outside the will of God and the word of God that has been given to us, then you clearly know that that spirit is not coming from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. Remember, number one, that not every voice that you hear is from God. Not every prophecy is from God. Not everyone that speaks in the name of the Lord is is bringing a message from God. They may specifically be agents of the devil that we need to be very mindful about. Satan and his demons still speaks today. They spoke at the time of Jesus when he was alive and they still speak in our world today. He didn't only speak to Eve and Adam in the garden, but he still appeals to us today. There is a story in the Bible that I want to draw your attention to. And it was at the time when Jesus was on this earth. In Mark chapter 1, Uh, verse 21 through to verse uh, 28. Listen. Jesus and those with him went to Capernaum. Just as he died, he did in his regular time of teaching and preaching. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue. There he began to teach. While Jesus was teaching... Again, another revelation to us that we could be worshiping in the house of God and the devil will show up. Just like when God had met with his uh, angels and and then the devil shows up and God um, asked him where he was coming from. He said, I have been moving from um, places to places. And God asked him, have you noticed my servant Job? And he said, yeah, I did. I saw how committed he is, but only try him. The devil was present even when Jesus was speaking in the temple, was teaching the word of God. And the people were amazed at his teaching. That is because he taught them like one who had authority. He did not talk like the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue cried out. He was controlled by an evil spirit. And he said, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus firmly to the spirit. Come out of him. The devil, the the evil spirit shook the man wildly. Then it came out of him with a scream, come out of him. This was exactly what Happened at the time that Jesus was preaching and teaching. So do not tell me that the enemy is not not working or is not speaking. The devil is so speaking, even most of the time when we have met and are worshiping, that is where he shows up and he reveals himself and he tries to portray most of the time to us that it is God who was speaking. In this particular context, Satan was addressing Jesus and he says, I know who you are. You are the son of God. You are the holy one. He was praising Christ. And in most times in our human flesh, when people praise us, what do we do? We tend to do the things that they desire. But Christ had seen the evil spirit. And the Bible says he spoke firmly to it and commanded that spirit to come out of, out of this man and release him and deliver him from that bondage. Not every spirit that shows up in our congregations comes from the Lord. Brethren, we need to be mindful of the fact that the Satan still speaks today, the devil still speaks today, and he speaks in various ways, and he may be speaking even to you today. He shows up even when men and women are worshiping God, and he shows up and he tells us things that may not be glorifying to God. When Satan speaks... He normally lies, and it is very clear for you to know that. He deceives people, and he always attempts to lead you into sin, and most of the time, away from the will of God. He will tell you, when Satan is speaking to you, you are worthless. You are nothing. You are not really worthy enough to be in the presence of God. Your situation is a hopeless situation that can never have a solution. But with God, you will have a solution because with God, everything is possible. When Jesus speaks, he speaks and deliverance comes. Just like he spoke into this man's life and delivered him from this bondage. Today, I pray that if you are dealing with any situation and as the word of God is coming to you, may the spirit of God touch you and release you from any bondage, from any work of the enemy, any control of the devil and make you a free servant of his. The devil will tell you no one cares about you. He will tell you that your friends, your loved one, your church family do not care about you. He will tell you that you will die because of a particular situation that you find yourself now. He will tell you that you can never actually know God and your your sins are so bad that God can never forgive you or even um, that you will obtain salvation. Remember this, brethren. Not every voice that you are hearing is from God. The devil speaks and his men... Intention is to draw your mind away from God and to enslave you and then put you under bondage and bring you to his side so that you and him will be destroyed just like the Lord had promised. Number two, the devil doesn't come to us like we think. In when I, uh, Some of us were in Sunday school and the devil is being uh, described, to as is described, with horns and uh, uh, with a tail and with long ears and 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 he looks scary and stuff like that. In fact, the Bible describes him rather in a um, in a in a different way. Matthew chapter five seven verse fifteen and sixteen says that watch out for the false prophets. Watch out. For those who come in the name of the devil, they come to you in what? In sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruits, you will know them. The devil does not appear like we normally think. He doesn't come in a frightful way. He comes rather in a cunning way. As the word of God says, he comes like sheep, but in within him, is a wolf. Within him is a destroyer. Within him is one that is seeking to draw you down, to pull you down, to make you to be a failure, to make you not to be able to achieve anything in your faith and your walk with God. He comes in, 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 in a deceitful way, not as you think. Always remember behind the voice that you hear may be the devil, the enemy seeking to draw you away from the, from 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 what God desires you to be. The devil will come number three in a way to distort the word of God. He will come to completely say that whatever God is saying to you is not true, and it's not. He doesn't. God doesn't really mean what he says. Let's go back to our passage that we read in, in Genesis chapter 3 and see exactly how we try to distort the word of God. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say that? God didn't say that. So what does the enemy come to do in your personal life? He comes to make you, to distort whatever God has said and says put words more or less in God's mouth. To say that this is what God rather, rather said, but that is not exactly what the word of God may be telling you. So we need to be aware when the enemy comes to us and try to twist what God is telling us and make it to appeal to, uh, to us in a different context, completely to take your mind away from the truth. That is his desire. And the one Eve told him, No, God didn't say that. God actually said that we could have everything, but this particular tree, we should not eat it. And he says, Which tree is that? He said, The one that is in the middle of the garden. If we eat that tree, even touch it, if we go beyond the boundary that God has given to us, we will die. And the devil says again, God is not telling you the truth. He knows exactly. What will happen to you if you ate of that tree? God is lying to you. You will not die. And brethren, you may probably be hearing the same voice. If you do not know Jesus, the word of the, 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 word of the devil is telling you that, you know what? There is not nothing that is even called hell that is there. So live your life the way you want disobey God, live outside the will of God, and nothing is going to happen to you. You will be okay. That is a lie. Because he knows that by you believing that, you will be following his will and disobeying the the, 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 the will of God. You can know that the devil is speaking when he challenges God's word and the boundaries he has set For our lives, whenever the devil challenges the word of God, that we are hearing anything, any spirit that will come and challenge the word of God in the Bible, no matter who or what where that spirit is coming from, if it is Muhammad. If it is Buddha, if it is Confucius, if it is any religious leader, and in our world today, if it is the New Age movement that is trying to draw our attention away from God, then we need to believe clearly that and see clearly that this is not God who is speaking, if, it, if they are politicians who are trying to deceive and take control of our thoughts and our emotions. We need brethren to be mindful of his deceits. Whenever the devil is challenging the word of God and the boundaries that God has set for us, let us clearly know that this is not of him. He challenged the boundaries that Adam and Eve were given, and said, you can actually touch the tree, and nothing will happen to you. But God did not only tell them not to touch, he also said not to eat. So he went ahead and enabled them to touch, and also deceived them to eat of the very things that God had, had told them not to. You know, the devil can easily say to you, The Lord or the word of God didn't really tell you not to drink. And he says that you can just drink um, alcohol. All that he says is don't be drunk. That is a trap. It's a trap to completely get you into slavery and gradually from taking a sip, You begin to take a full cup and the second cup comes and by the time you realize you are taking a full bottle and you realize that you cannot have control over your your appetite. And he leads you not only to destroy yourself, but to destroy your family, to destroy your loved ones and to make your life more miserable. Yes, He, he tells us. God didn't actually say that you should you should just only be married to your wife without having a side chick. You can you can be married and yet still have somebody on the side, and that is okay. After all, Abraham, of all people, had multiple wives. He will quote the Bible to deceive you. It's okay to live outside. Marriage. It's okay to 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 uh, be single and live uh, a sexually active life without marriage. It is okay. He deceives us to believe in these lies, and he appeals to the flesh. Your boyfriend, who may call himself a Christian, your girlfriend, who may call himself. Christian, say we are we are Christians, after we are going to get married, so it's okay, let's indulge in uh, every sexual activity. The word of God says that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and God had made you to live a sanctified life. If any man loves you whilst you are not married, let them wait until you can become united and have that relationship with one another. The devil will challenge the word of God. And he may already be challenging and trying to twist and distort the word of God in your life. The devil will question God's will for your life and for your mission. We all have a mission that God has given to us. And the enemy does not desire us to fulfill that mission. You have a purpose for which God has created you and left you on this earth. The fact that you and I are still alive today means that the Lord still has something that he wants to accomplish in us. But the enemy doesn't like us to accomplish that particular mission how I pray today that God will reveal that mission to you and that will be your passion to, to achieve what God has called you and created you for. Listen to this particular situation. even Jesus himself. Uh, the enemy tried as much as he could to misdirect and, and, and take his mind away from the mission that he had come to accomplish on this earth. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 20, 23, Um Lord, this shall never happen to you. And listen to what Jesus told Peter. He didn't address him as, as the individual, but he addressed the spirit, the evil spirit, the devil that was behind Peter and trying to prevent him from accomplishing the mission for which God has called him. He said, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. You do not have the concerns of God, but merely the concerns of man. The devil will prevent you from accomplishing the mission that God has for you. You have a mission. You have a purpose for which God has called you and created you. But there is somebody that doesn't desire you to fulfill that mission. I know many times when the devil has fought and tried to use even other human beings to discourage me from continuing in my mission. And sometimes it will be just neglecting or uh, um, uh, stopping to support you in the way that you are in so that you get discouraged. Those are all the steps. Satan's accuse you of things that do not glorify Um, uh, uh, God to discourage you and you may be going through the same thing how I pray today that you will not be a quitter but you will stand firm and seek to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us and he will seek the devil will seek to pull you away from God's plan and his purpose uh, for your life He will fight to to pull you away from your marriage. He will fight to pull you away from your sanctified life. He will fight to discourage you in the relationship that you are in by putting all kinds of thoughts into your mind. Be careful about those who normally will come to you. And most of the time, and they will say that I am bringing a word from God to you. Not all those people actually hear God. The message to some believers uh, sometimes in a situation like this will just be to appeal to your emotions, to appeal to your desires, to appeal to your fears. And by that, they will be able to take control of your mind and your will. I want to bring you a second part of this message. But I want to end today by telling you this week a something that I heard um, from some of my disciples uh, in Africa when I was speaking to them and and one of them happened to uh, say that they went for a prayer meeting whilst they were praying for this individual who was sick. One of the, the, the guys who claimed to have a prophecy stood up and said God has spoken to him that um, a sister of this individual who was sick um, should go and buy a Guinness, which is an alcoholic drink, and they should pray over it and then pour it on the ground and God will heal um, the brother who was sick. Unfortunately, they believed him, bought the alcohol. Unfortunately for, the, for Satan, this lady happened to be talking to me and i challenged her i said one this is clearly african traditional worship because in africa that's how we worship we we get alcohol we 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 speak to the spirits and when we pour it we pour it on the ground so this individual having been delivered from this spirit from from that he used to worship is bringing that same spirit into um, the church. So he says, your brother was taken to this this particular uh, God, and to be able to deliver him from that God, you need to go and buy um, the same alcohol that was taken to this particular God, and you bring it, we will pray over it, and when you pour it to the ground, then that, that is going to be the deliverance uh, time. God does not work in this way. For one thing, God says we should not be drunk with alcohol. So the same God will not prompt us to go and bring alcohol as a sacrifice. Where in the Bible have we ever heard that? And brethren, this is what burdens me. That we are hearing things that appeal to our emotions, appeal to our fear, and then the enemy uses that to enslave us. I told that individual... You either take that and get your money because it's a waste of your resources. And it's a clear indication that you are not hearing God. What is it that is appealing to you at this time? What is appealing to your emotions? What is appealing to your thoughts? Remember, the devil still speaks. And I pray that God will deliver you from any uh, spirit that you are hearing that has not come from Him and set you free. In Jesus' name. Come and bow down and, and, and pray. And um, next week, I'll bring you the second part of this message. Dear God, I pray for your children who are hearing your word today. For many of us, we are being deceived. We have been taken uh, control of by the enemy. Oh, God, and and He has been able to bring us to the point of believing Him more than believing in you who has made us. How I pray that, Lord, you will set us free from our body, soul, and spirit and give us the grace to be hearers of the word and the true word of God rather than hearers of of the enemy. May your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us and, and for uh, spending time to worship the Lord with us. I want to encourage you to just uh, follow through, go to our website, click on our, um, our app uh, uh, for giving and continue to support the work of God and the work of God. And I pray also that uh, if you need any, any uh, support in any area, that will help you to be able to grow in faith we are available you can contact us through our website as well if you need to know jesus we will uh, be able to guide and lead you to commit your life to jesus and uh, we look forward to continually uh, worship with you and um, then we can all grow together thank you again and god bless you